Hey, welcome to the Impact Podcast by Youthopia. Join me in meeting the youth of Singapore who are making a positive impact to the world around them. Hi, I'm Nicole, and I'm going to be your host for the rest of this series. You might recognize my voice from this other podcast that I produce called Something Private, where I talk to women, doctors, and experts on health, gender, and societal issues. But if you're new to my voice, hi! I know it's not exactly radio DJ quality, but I promise you, give it a shot and I'll grow on you. I hope. Since starting something private, I've had a lot of people, particularly young women, coming up to me to share about how much they've learned about their bodies and issues around gender equality. I'd like to believe that since our launch over a year ago, we've helped women across Southeast Asia unlock perspectives, conversations, and a community that they've not had the access to for the better part of their lives. The purpose of this podcast is to give people like me a space to feel comfortable enough to explore parts of themselves while navigating a society that's increasingly progressive, but very much still quite conservative. How's that for impact? So as part of the National Youth Council's initiative to spotlight youths making an impact, they've invited me to share a little more about myself and to have a coffee or two with some others in the community making impact in their own way. For today's episode, I'm going to share a little more about my journey studying something private and what I've learned from it. So I studied journalism back in university and I've always been fascinated with the power of storytelling in changing and impacting lives. I'd always thought that I'd end up becoming a writer, but in my third year of university, the Western world was facing a podcast boom and it was slowly trickling to our part of the world. My initial perception of podcasts were arcane because why would I revert to just listening to someone speak when I could watch and listen to them, right? And anyway, hadn't someone declared that radio was dead like 10 years ago? But it seemed like the people listening to podcasts on social media were of a certain personality type. Educated, intelligent, curious, and cool? I wanted to be all of those. So immediately, I googled best podcasts, read it, and stumbled on a podcast called S-Town, which had over 40 million downloads. 40 million downloads? That's insane. That very night, I sat in my little rental apartment overseas and listened to all seven episodes of the series at one shot. At the end of it, there were tears streaming down my face and a little squeeze in my heart. It was the first time in a while that a piece of work moved me this much. The production quality, the sound mixing, the scripting, the pacing. It's been four years since I first tuned in and yet I still get excited thinking about the podcast. So I thought to myself, I'd really love to hear something similar in our part of the world. But all I found were podcasts on business and finance, mostly hosted by men, and not many of them were Southeast Asian men either. I made a mental note to myself, why isn't anyone back home jumping on this opportunity? Two years later, a series of bad events struck some of the closest women in my life. For context, I'd always been in a female-dominated environment. Sisters, cousins, girls' school. So the sense of community among women in my life was really strong. That year, two of my really good friends had their first ever sexual health scare. Picture this. 10am at KK Hospital on a Thursday, holding a friend as she cried over her STD result, which had come back positive. At that moment... I didn't know what to say. And for a talkative person like me, that's really rare. I couldn't say, everything's gonna be okay, you know, it's not that serious, don't worry about it. Because the matter of fact was that I didn't know a single thing about sexually transmitted infections. I had zero knowledge and was completely ignorant about it. It's really shocking for a 23-year-old. And so my friends and I did our own research together. And if you've ever done research on STIs, 
you know that the results can get really scary. WebMD is telling you things like, you're stuck with this incurable disease for life, and showing you pictures that can really ruin your appetite for weeks. I was really dissatisfied. At that moment, I had never wished so hard for a doctor friend to tell us just exactly how severe the situation was and what we could do to care for ourselves a little better in future. But no matter how much I searched online, I just couldn't find what I was looking for. Sure, there were articles from sites like Planned Parenthood, you know, in the US. But where was that Asian perspective that I was looking for, like how to make sure your STD test results don't get mailed to your home? How are you going to have that conversation with your conservative parents? So I decided to do it myself. It seemed like the perfect time to explore intimate conversations in an intimate medium. The podcasting world was my oyster. Someone once said to me that the playing field in the podcasting world is completely level because we're all starting from ground zero, which meant that I could become the most popular podcast in Asia. I wasted no time and immediately started brainstorming. I knew for sure I wanted to do a podcast on women's health and wellness, but it had to be slightly cheeky and incredibly relatable. So I started out with a bunch of topics that I knew everyone with a female-assigned reproductive system could relate to. Menstrual cramps and masturbation. I wanted to address problems that I knew every menstruator could relate to, but never had the time, space or money to figure out why they were going through period pains every month. I wanted to normalise conversations around self-love and self-pleasure, an act I knew was so incredibly human and common, but with the lack of education and conversation, could lead to toxic, unwanted patterns of behaviour. I wanted to address why we felt lousy about ourselves, why we experienced things like burnout, fatigue, thoughts of depression, anxiety, and help people like me realise that it's all okay, and it's actually a really integral process of growing up. And the conversations came really naturally, and as the podcast grew in episodes, so did the people taking note of us. There were more initiatives around education, wellness, and gender issues that started to pop up as well. So one day as I was scrolling through Instagram, I got a ping that a new page with the handle u equals u underscore sg had followed me. Intrigued, I clicked on the profile. I'd like to add at this point that I'm so glad I did because what followed was one of the most interesting conversations that I've had in a while. U equals U underscore SG was created by a Singaporean university student named Caitlin who wanted to provide accurate educational information about persons living with HIV and how effective treatment can allow them to enjoy a safe, consensual and healthy sex life. You're probably catching on at this point and wondering... Can HIV-positive people even have sex? And that was exactly what I wanted to at that point. Prior to meeting Caitlin, my perception of persons living with HIV was this image of a gaunt, sickly, bedridden individual condemned to a life of shame. But the reality is quite opposite. With advances in medicine, there's a whole movement out there empowering persons living with HIV to enjoy a safe, healthy, and consensual sex life. And it's backed up by science. The movement... U equals U, which stands for undetectable equals untransmittable, means that persons living with HIV who have an undetectable level of virus in their blood due to treatment are unable to transmit the virus to others. Globally, this movement hopes to spread awareness that medications for HIV are extremely effective. But in Singapore, where the perception is still HIV can be transmitted from sharing the same utensils, we are really far from challenging any existing stigma around the conversation. 
So having Caitlin on the podcast for an episode completely opened my eyes and challenged my outdated and honestly quite prejudiced perception of HIV as a condition and individuals living with it. Caitlin was inspired by her partner Marcel, who she had met while on exchange in Japan. In Caitlin's words, Marcel had taught her about respect, consent, and love in a way that no one else ever had. And today, they're engaged. In essence, I was humbled and gained a really good friend from this experience. Caitlin is just one of the few individuals that I've had on the podcast, and as we grew in our episodes, so did our little community of individuals with a story to tell. The purpose of starting the podcast was really to create space for open and honest conversations, and the result has been far more rewarding than I had anticipated. I've had a listener who told me that she chose to carry out a sexuality education campaign as part of a final year project. Another told me that she took the step to leave a toxic relationship after we had a discussion around emotional abuse. The best part? Many listeners end up becoming friends, some of them I even consider really close. Today, we have over 100,000 unique downloads in over 60 countries around the world. It's a big win for someone who comes from a small country like Singapore. But my favourite thing about studying something private is the ability to tell the stories of people in our part of the world. Over the course of interviewing so many different people, I've come to realise that our society is made up of so many individuals who are inherently good. There are many ground-up, self-led initiatives born out of the intention to serve the greater good, but we don't often hear about them because, well, these people are busy getting things done. That's where the rest of this series comes in. We want to tell stories of these people going above and beyond for their communities by reinventing the status quo. You'll be hearing stories from some of the most inspiring youths, from a couple who strive to provide 24-7 mental health care access to entrepreneurs whose mission is to help girls in other parts of Southeast Asia go to school. We hope that these stories inspire you to pass on the good and maybe finally get started on that project you've been sitting on. Stay tuned! This show was brought to you by Youthtopia. This project showcases everyday Singaporeans that have made an impact in our society. Have someone in mind? Nominate that person at youthtopia.sg forward slash impact.